Welcome back to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. I'm Jeremy Devins, and today we're talking about Venus Retrograde. This is the Venus Retrograde Survival Guide. It is not that bad. I'm being a little silly in the title because people get worried about these retrogrades and fear a lot of the negative outcomes, and there is potential for some major challenges in relationships. We'll talk about that, but there's always free will. You always have choice no matter what happens externally. You have a choice in what you put your attention on, where you direct your energy. And if you start to notice yourself slipping towards the negative expression of any transit that happens, you always have choice. And you can look at the positive possible outcomes and move in that direction more. Everything I'm sharing is based on thousands of case studies. And over my know, 20 years now of studying astrology, it's been a long time and I've worked with some amazing teachers and I teach the sidereal Vedic astrology, not Western tropical astrology. So if you don't have your own birth chart, go to quietmindastrology.com, get your free birth chart and you can see where the sign Leo and the sign Cancer are. The five and the four in your chart, that is where Venus is transiting through over this next couple interesting months really because as i'll talk about today this is not just this month it's not just happening right now but all the stuff happening with venus is going to be going on until november 29th because of some other significant transits we'll talk about today as well and if you want to go deeper into your own physical practices your self-care practices this week only the quiet mind yoga membership is open for enrollment at quietmind.yoga just type that into your url or click the link in the show notes and we're doing a self-care sunday practice this sunday a great way to take care of yourself and your relationship to self as i'll share today this is one of the most important things to do throughout the venus retrograde to not focus too much on everything someone else is doing and fixing other people or saving relationships, but starting with your relationship to yourself and then letting everything else be a natural byproduct of that is a very healthy, sound way to approach this. Uh, but sometimes we need to go through some challenges and we need to learn those lessons. So if that's you, then go with it. You know, don't fight it. And sometimes we fight it more and we try to do everything right and do the best possible outcome every time and don't make any mistakes we don't learn and grow as much oftentimes our biggest learning and growth happens through our biggest mistakes and challenges and setbacks so i embrace it i accept you know sometimes that is what it is that's where life is drawing us towards making those challenges and mistakes in our lives and sometimes just on the other side of that or just a slight variation of that is actually what we were looking for or the lesson that we needed to move towards the result that we wanted. So you can't make any wrong decisions. And if you want to best work with these energies, I'll be sharing how you can do that today. And of course, I send this through email as well. If you want these delivered to your inbox, go to quietmindastrology.com and you can sign up for free weekly horoscopes delivered to your inbox every week. So this is one of the most significant transits of 2023 and it happens this Saturday, July 22nd. And as I've shared before, retrogrades, it's not actually going backwards. It just appears to be going backwards. And we're actually, as the planet Earth, we are closest to Venus of any other planet right now. And just because of the relationship as we're passing by, it looks like it's going backwards. It looks like it's slowing down. Same way if you're in traffic driving on a highway, everyone is going forward on your side of the road, uh, the side that you're driving on. But sometimes you go a little faster and it appears the person next to you is going backwards now. 
but everyone is still going forwards. The planets are always still transiting forward, orbiting forward in their orbit. But when we have this apparent slowdown, it actually creates this really interesting effect on the pattern of the orbit. And I sent this in the email and I'll post it on the Quiet Man Astrology Instagram as well. But the pattern that it makes with Venus is this beautiful geometric mandala pattern because of the retrogrades that happen roughly every year and a half. So it's not the craziest, most uncommon thing to happen to have a Venus retrograde. It's in about 7 to 9% of all horoscopes of all people on Earth have Venus retrograde in your chart. So it is not the most uncommon thing. But when it happens, sometimes people get a little worried and here to maybe give you a different perspective of how to work with it. And the main thing, first of all, is that it's about slowing down. So slowing down in your relationship choices. Maybe you go back to some old choices that you've made before to revisit them. Maybe you notice yourself repeating some old patterns that you've had before. Maybe even better, you see how you could repeat a pattern, but you're making a new choice this time. So you're slowing down, you're seeing, okay, things are playing out this way, and I've done it this way five times before, this will be the sixth time if I do it again, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently. And this could be specifically romantic relationship, it could be partnerships, business partnerships, it could be friendships. There's an opportunity here with the retrograde to slow down and approach things in a new way that you haven't before, because here on planet Earth, it's the school of life and lessons are repeated until they are learned from and then we get new lessons and we repeat those until we learn from them. So if you notice yourself repeating a pattern in relationship, this is an opportunity right now to slow down and maybe get to the deeper motivation to that. Oftentimes in this kind of work, you may find that it comes down to some basic feelings of not being enough, like not worthy of love, not worthy of a relationship to be a certain way, or that you're too much, or that you, you, people don't understand you. you know, these are very common fears and concerns that are innate to the human experience. But uh, as we start to slow down, you become aware of them and you start to see the patterns. So I'll share some of the things that we can do positively to work with this, some of the things that might start to show up if the negative effects are expressing. But one of my teachers, Vanessa Stone, the founder of the Amala Foundation. She's a beautiful human being I've been fortunate to know in my life. And uh, she said that there is only one relationship, and it's the relationship between you and God. Now, you can replace God with source, higher power, God of your understanding, the Tao, the way, Allah, Buddha, Krishna, whatever resonates for you. Uh, even if you're an atheist, there's... Uh, you know, essentially science, you know, there's a, there's a sort of a, a rationale to the universe in that way too. But whatever it is that you feel is a sort of higher power, that your relationship with that is your relationship to everything else. Something to consider, right? When I first heard that from my teacher, I thought, I don't know, is that really true? And I kind of sat with it for a few years. <laughs> so, to me, it feels resonant. I feel I see the truth in it. I experience the truth in that. I could see, I could argue against that. But what I can say for sure is that if you treat yourself well, you're likely to treat other people well. If you treat yourself with criticism and judgment, you may be more likely to criticize and judge others. 
if you prioritize self-care and, and doing good things for yourself, it's more likely, and what I've observed and what I've noticed in myself, is you're more likely to want to do those things for other people as well. So there is that absolute truth to it that I've experienced that how I treat myself, how I talk to myself, how I take care of myself is often very much reflected in how I take care of and treat others. Now, sometimes the way that you like to take care of yourself is not how someone else likes to be taken care of. So that can create a pretty strong dissonance in relationship and a need to negotiate and work through those challenges and, and find how they like to be loved and cared for and heard and understood, which is very often different than how you do that. And if you know like the five love languages, maybe your love language is touch. That's how you like to receive love. And if you try to give love through touch, your partner might actually not value touch in the same way you do. So the way that you're trying to give love may not be the way that they receive love or vice versa. So that's a kind of different layer to this of needing to negotiate and communicate. And with right now, Mercury, Mars, Venus are all going to come together in Leo towards the end of this month. It is a bit volatile time where there may be more conflict and issues where you need to discuss things and it boils over into conflict. So let cooler heads prevail. You know, we're in this Gandanta zone where Mercury is going from Cancer to Leo. Venus is going to be going back from Leo to Cancer. The Gandanta is a knot, a spiritual karmic knot that gets loosened through the Gandanta point when a planet transits from a water to a fire sign. And we can un tie things that have been stuck in our lives and in particular right now there's this big theme about relationship patterns to look look at where maybe you've been potentially controlling in relationships or been controlled in relationships of where you've been potentially self-centered in relationships or been with partners who are self-centered because these are leo related issues or where maybe you've not had good boundaries and not stood up for what you value and what you need, or your partner has not done those things. And these issues are coming up to be addressed and learned from and grown and hopefully evolve and expand and have new levels of awareness and consciousness and human experience, right? So as Venus starts to uh, go into this conjunction with Mars and Mercury towards the end of this month, communication is very important, but it can be a bit tense incombustible in that sense. So when Venus goes retrograde to Cancer, it'll cool off a bit and it can be a little more emotional connection, emotional intimacy, some healing in relationships that can be really powerful at that time. But uh, let's go looking into some of this now, some of the positive ways we can work with this energy of Venus retrograde. And uh, briefly touch on here as well how Venus is being aspected by Saturn, Rahu, and Jupiter at this time. So Saturn, the seventh aspect, Rahu and Jupiter having the fifth aspect on it. So Saturn brings some delays and setbacks and slowdowns with the Venus retrograde. So Venus is with Mars at the same time. There's a lot going on right now. And uh, that brings this impulsiveness of like wanting to start something or do something. But Saturn says, slow down, like think about this. A consult with somebody with wisdom, experience, perspective, maybe someone older, someone you trust, 
to get some perspective on it, slow down. Jupiter says, go ahead, like grow, expand. What could go wrong? Why not? Let's just do it. And then Rahu says, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's just go for it. And it's exciting and fun. And Mars says, yeah, it's exciting and fun. But the Saturn is such a strong influence because it's in its own sign of Aquarius and the Venus retrograde. And then the Sun and Cancer that now is kind of uh, bringing some emotional intelligence to it, but also like a desire for emotional connection. So the passionate energy is kind of winning out right now. I'm just like, let's just go for it. Who cares? What's, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, but the full lesson and the full depth of the lesson might not be clear until November 29th because that is, by that point, Venus will have finished the retrograde. Venus will have gone forward from Leo to Virgo where it's debilitated. That's challenging on relationships and there can be a sort of heady energy around relationships throughout November. But then Venus finally gets to its own sign of Libra at the end of November, and Ketu will have just gotten out of there. It's very interesting, because uh, at that point, now it'll just be Venus going to Libra and Ketu getting out of there, where Ketu has been there of like a sort of detachment or spiritualization of relationships, where there's things in relationships that you need to learn and let go of, and maybe resolve old patterns around relationship again with this Ketu and Libra that's been going on for the last year plus, that ends on November 28th, and, being, and K2 goes back to Virgo. Whole different set of lessons coming up towards the end of the year. We'll talk about that later, until later towards the year. Uh, and, and then Venus goes into its own sign of Libra on November 29th, where it's like, finally, after all of the ups and downs, intensity, choices, uncertainty that may have arisen between now and November 29th, you are in the sense of like peacefulness, home, back to your center, back to Venus being in its own sign, where it's more at home, more calm, more like feeling real love and more uh, expression. So it'll be a beautiful, beautiful time, but there are some major lessons to go through now to get there. And let's talk about the positive ways to work with this and then some of the negative expressions that can happen. So first, the positive is... Great time to do gratitude journaling about your current and past relationships. Now, that could be uh, like look a lot of different ways, but uh, some sort of just expressing gratitude. Uh, I like to just journal and just, I'm grateful for blank. I'm grateful for blank. And you may think through some of the past relationships you've had. I personally have actually been doing this deep dive into whole chronology of my relationships and lessons learned. And I've found that the best lessons are actually pretty far into the journaling. Not on the surface stuff. It's like, oh, that's kind of top of mind. I remember this. I remember that. But going deeper and deeper to, okay, who was I being during that time? How was I showing up in relationship? How did they show up? What was going on in my life around that time? You know, this could be a really deep process and there can be a lot of insights. But to me, I found that the best insights in this came through, uh, the, the longer writing, like giving it more time. And, and that is that very Saturnine kind of energy with this right now. It's a great time to slow down and do some deeper gratitude, but also maybe just some journaling about what was happening in past relationships to see what was the truth of the situation. Of the situation. Like what were the patterns playing out? 
no judgment, no blame, no criticism, especially of yourself, of other people, of anything, but just to see like what was the truth of it, you know, what really happened there. This is a great time to do regular self-care practices that treat yourself with love and kindness. Be really loving and gentle and kind with yourself. And then ideally bring that to your relationships as well. Be kind with them. Everyone is going through deep karmic lessons right now with relationships. So be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Revisit music, art, movies, and play that you used to love, like games you used to play, movies you love to watch. You know, one thing I am uh, actually going to be doing is uh, I was just having this idea today of just writing out a list of like some of my favorite movies and revisiting them, rewatching them. I remember when I was a kid, I only had two VHS tapes and I only watched them over and over and over again. And when we're, when we're kids, I've seen this a lot with kids, like they'll just do that. They'll pick one movie they like and just want to watch it over and over and over again. Uh, to me, that was uh, Batman 2 and Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> uh, and the VHSs, VHS tapes, that's how old I am. And around like 1990, 91, somewhere like that but I just watched them over and over and over again. And now as an adult, there's so many great things I've seen, like just amazing movies, shows, and I only ever watch it once and that's it. And just move on. Uh, but the, this is a good time with Venus Retrograde to go back to the things you love, the music you used to listen to, the art, and you're a new person now. And it's the cool thing about these things is they stay the same, but we change and we get perspective on them. Maybe there's old practices you used to do, like. Uh, physical practices, self-care practices you used to do, you want to go back to. Any sort of deep gardening work is wonderful now, like weeding the garden, uh, tilling the soil, like digging everything up, restarting the garden. You just that kind of going back in and digging things up kind of energy in your garden if you have one. Talk with honest, supportive friends to gain perspective on your relationship and offer perspective to their relationship potentially. As Saturn and Jupiter energy aspecting this brings that sort of wise counsel kind of energy to relationships. It really benefits to bring in that wisdom from others and the perspective of others and to offer that to others as well. By doing that, you may learn things about yourself by helping other people. Great time to uncover patterns, especially any illusions you've had. I talked about how we're in the Neptune retrograde right now, bringing a shattering of illusions, a falling of the veil. So if there is something, you had this idea, this fantasy of how the relationship would be or how your life would be or where you'd be financially or materially or physically, to look deeper into that. Not any, again, no sense of judgment or shame here. Trust me as the Virgo rising, you know, I know all about judgment and how unuseful it can be. So there's no need for judgment with this, but it is important to have discernment and awareness of to see like what fantasies you may have built up in your head that weren't really true, that don't actually serve you and we're having you not see the person as they truly are and what the situation really is. This Neptune retrograde time that's going on all the way through towards the end of the year is showing us that. It's showing us where we had fantasy and illusions and weren't seeing things as they truly are so that we can see more clearly. And it's, you know, it just is what it is. It's not any sort of 
problem. You didn't make a huge mistake. You didn't waste any time on that fantasy. You needed to go through that lesson to have that experience, to have that insight. And that's often the best way to grow. Some of the biggest lessons we have in life is through our mistakes or our illusions and things like that. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with others, the Saturn aspect right now. You can do yoga and meditation practices to quiet your mind and your ego because of that uh, judgmental aspect that can come in. It's more like the Venus and Leo can be kind of harsh and cruel and controlling and arrogant at its worst. But at its best, it's this energy where you can be really good with boundaries and relationships. And it's a wonderful time to dedicate your energy to beautiful dancing practices or movement practices like yoga, which is all about alignment. It's like using your body as an antenna to get into energetic alignment and allow your body to open up energy and receive energy and move energy. But dance, ballet, physical movement practices that are beautiful and uh, that Venus and Mars energy together in Leo can be a great way to work with this as well. And again, I have a live class this Sunday uh, for everyone in the Quiet Mind Yoga membership. So if you want to do a live practice with me, live yoga practice, many of you know I've been teaching yoga for 12 years and I have the Quiet Mind Yoga membership open right now. So that's a great way to join and participate and do a little self-care on this coming Sunday. And that's recorded as well if you can't be there live. But let's look at some things not to do or another way to say it is things that could create some challenges in your life, but really they might just be necessary. They might be necessary lessons you've got to go through and you can't bypass that. You've got to go through difficult things at times and you've got to learn lessons that way. But you know, if you can avoid it and you can like see uh, the obstacle before you, you hit it and, and dodge it, you know, like you see the, the something in the middle of the road and you can drive around it rather than have to drive over it, you know, that's ideal sometimes. So it's not a good time for starting a new relationship because Venus retrograde is inward, backward facing kind of energy, a slowing down energy. And you could start the beginnings of our relationship, like getting to know somebody, connecting as friends, getting to know their desires and hopes and wishes and all this. But just saying, all right, let's do it. Let's go. Let's be together and all this. Um, there may be things you're not seeing clearly right now. And there may be perspective that will kind of catch up with you when Venus speeds up again and the, the transits move on. And then when we get to the Venus and Virgo in November, you know, there's more of this uh, heady energy around relationships where if you're just going by the heart right now, the head will catch up with you in November. <laughs> and you start to think, what am I doing? Or why did I do this? Or I didn't see this, you know. And the Neptune disillusionment may need to do all this. It may need to show you the illusions so you can see them and then not repeat the pattern in the future. Uh, it may not be as black and white as that, but it may be some expression of that. But generally starting a new relationship can be uh, potentially a lot of challenges down the road that you don't see up front. Restarting an old relationship, same deal. You know, it may feel really good and familiar and comfortable to go back to this person, especially when Venus goes to Cancer retrograde. It's like you're going back, you're going back to the home, to the warmth, the comfort. And that can be wonderful and beautiful. 
Uh, and it's just important to put it in perspective, right? To, to know that you're thinking long-term as well, not just short-term. And it may be just fine. You may need to work through that. And you may come out the other side more connected, deeper in relationship. But just from lots of case studies, lots of research, lots of years of seeing this pattern, it's very common that relationships started or restarted during Venus retrograde do not last very long. It is possible. I have not seen it very often, but it is possible. And it happens enough that, of course, the, statistically it's possible. But uh, to work with it, you know, you do the positive things I mentioned, like having good boundaries, good communication, support from friends, perspective from friends, regular self-care, journaling about your patterns and relationships so you can see them on top of trying to restart a relationship you know so doing that can also can make it more sustainable not a good time for marriage proposal or getting married which is a little tricky because it is uh, about wedding season the summer is a very common time people get married but that is a little different because it's a long time coming like it's you know if you're planning a marriage and wedding years in advance or months in advance and it happens to happen during the venus retrograde not as big of a deal if somebody wants to get married suddenly during the Venus retrograde, not the wisest decision. It's not so smart to focus on any sort of fantasy or ideal situation rather than addressing the present one. Choosing the person for who they are now, assuming maybe they never change. Maybe you could never change them. Do you want what is being offered now? Are you happy with what is there? One of my friends, they have a beautiful long term committed marriage very happy very beautiful connection certainly a lot of work as well but one of his bits of advice for me was if you are going to marry somebody if you're thinking about that the his his what worked for him i'll say it that way was he had to know he could accept his partner exactly as she was if she never ever changed anything at all and in fact even got worse in some areas like could he love her and accept her or the deeper connection and bond that they shared rather than expecting her to change. And when he got to that clarity of yes, it was very easy for him to commit to the marriage. Another thing that may be wise to avoid during this time is provoking conflict when you're irritable or haven't eaten or have not done things to do your own self-care. It's important to kind of check in with yourself of like, Oh, maybe you didn't get a lot of sleep last night and now you're really that person's really getting on your nerves maybe a good idea to just hold off on the conversation get some sleep recharge fill your cup and then come back to the conversation because there is uh that tense energy with all the mars and mercury together and the mars and venus passion kind of energy this month that could lead to kind of intense relationship conversations not the best time for making any major life decisions impulsively or passionately, especially with finances, relationships, or cosmetically, appearance-wise, like suddenly want to chop all your hair off. Uh, you might not be thinking fully clear right now, but it might be a fun you know, thing to do. You know, it's Again, you might need to have that experience, and it might be, you know, screw it, let's do it kind of thing. And losing yourself in relationship to receive attention or something superficial, sort of vanity things like Venus and Leo, 
the love of the superficial of the material which is wonderful you can have those things but if that is all you have it can feel very hollow and dissatisfying so being aware of that too and again as always just to say it again we always have free will you always have choice if you notice yourself drifting into the negative expression you can go do things towards the positive expression that i mentioned like journaling talking with a friend gardening listening looking at old entertainment things that you used to love doing beautiful practices like yoga or dance or ballet or artistic expression things be patient with yourself be patient with others and you know just be kind mm -hmm. have have honest conversations with friends who can gain perspective have honest conversations with partners and relationships close to you and when you zoom out you see the beautiful geometric mandala that this whole retrograde time creates and it's wonderful it's a wonderful thing to get to experience it can be profoundly healing we can slow down we can look inward we can go within and then come out of this time more suited more clear of what we do want in relationship how we can have more sustainable healthy relationship and not just romantically but in all elements of that and it starts with our relationship to ourselves and to our source i would say of like how you relate to the universe to yourself to god to spirit to ma to what matters to you and how you take care and tend to those things will ultimately be reflected in how you take care of and tend to others and vice versa and people can show you where you have not been in integrity with what you what you value or not doing the things that matter to you and they can bring clarity in that way as well and again if you want support from a practice standpoint with me check out the quiet mind yoga membership join me this sunday come practice with us great time to get in your body and get out of your head and uh, just move and feel great in your body and take care of yourself so let's talk about the other transits happening right now that may be of interest to you but venus retrograde is a pretty big one so i wanted to spend a lot of time on that one today so as we talked about last week, Sun in Cancer on July 16th for the month. Of course, Sun spends a month in each sign. Sun being in Cancer, your vitality in the realm of emotions. Wonderful time for exploring your emotional world through the journaling I mentioned before, through conversation, connection with a spouse or partner or friends, and doing things to nurture and take care of yourself. Good time to create security and comfort in your home and in your life. Yesterday, from when I'm recording this, on Monday, July 17th, we had the new moon in Punar Vasu. That's an energy of new beginnings, growth, and expansion emotionally. Emotional new beginnings, not relational new beginnings, uh, because it's the moon, it's your emotions, it's your mind, and it's with the sun. Whenever there's a new moon, the sun and moon are conjunct. They're right next to each other. And that means that this is a return of renewal and rejuvenation to your vitality, to your energy, emotionally, with Sun and Cancer here as well. And it's a good time to plant seeds of new intentions. And it's, you know, it's important to distinguish here what I mean. It's more like new emotional territory to explore in the sense of going back over lessons from relationships, slowing down, learning from the past, learning from old routines as Saturn's retrograde now too as well. But from that, there comes a new perspective, a new emotional landscape, 
a new sense of energy and vitality. Another interesting aspect right now is Mars is in Leo and it's been in all these other elements for the last several months from since the end of last year. So there is more vitality, enthusiasm, energy, and drive available to us. And it's a good time to direct that towards deeper emotional intelligence. This Thursday, July 20th, Sun goes into Pusha Nakshatra for 14 days of this Cancer transit. So wherever the number four is in your chart, when you look at your own birth chart, imagine the Sun is there in Pushya Nakshatra, which is a great time to focus on personal growth and development, as well as providing support to those around you. It's a very nourishing, nurturing energy, and you may feel a strong desire to take care of others and help them succeed, and you may feel a great desire to receive support and care from others as well. So great for building and supporting relationships. Then on Saturday, July 22nd, the day Venus goes retrograde, for six weeks is also the day that Mars enters Perva Falguni for 21 days. Perva Falguni is a passionate, creative energy in Leo. People who have this in their birth chart are often entrepreneurial, very driven, determined kind of people. There's a strong power in creation, creative energy, and it's a good time to channel your energy into creative projects and pursue your passions. It's important with this just this on its own, not to be too aggressive or impulsive, but then you add the Venus and all that, it just brings this sort of passion and fire. So it's important to be mindful of that. And if you want to write up of all of the transits this week, and you know it's a good reference to have, and you can save it and look at it for throughout the retrograde, and really throughout the next several months until November 29th, we're kind of in this effects of major Venus lessons, major relationship lessons. And if you want that, those notes for yourself, quietmindastrology.com. Subscribe for the free weekly horoscopes. And I'll be sending it out very shortly, like right after I post this. So if you, if you don't get it in your inbox in the next day and you want it, send me an email or use the contact form on the website and I'll make sure you get the, the email with the Venus retrograde stuff. So that's what's happening this week, and I'm very excited to be having enrollment open for the Quiet Mind Yoga membership. Uh, it's been a real, real passion project for many, many years. A long time dream to have an online yoga community and what I feel is one of the best places online to learn yoga, Ayurveda, Vedic astrology, meditation. There's 12 styles of yoga there. It's 600 plus classes. It's me and two other amazing teachers. It's really cool stuff. I'm really, really happy with it. I've added a lot of cool things this time. It's been online since 2020, two weeks into the pandemic. I started that. It was a long dream come true to finally start it. And I've had amazing feedback, amazing members for many years now. And this year, uh, I'm opening enrollment right now. And it's the last chance to join. So if you want support in your yoga practice, I'll be actually be adding a lot of exercise and fitness and health and wellness stuff there as well. It is the program about health. You know, I talk about health, wealth, relationships, and purpose. That is the program where I share everything I have to know about health. And very fortunate I have Jupiter in my sixth house. Very fortunate good health in my life in a lot of ways. And uh, natural uh, predilection towards teaching about health. And a lot of great teachers myself to shape what I'm sharing through history of Ayurveda and yoga. 
and I'm grateful to share it. So if you're interested in that, quietmind.yoga is where you can learn more. And that's my main offering around health. I, I teach things about wealth, relationships, and purpose here, uh, more on the astrology side of things, but Quiet Mind Yoga is all about optimizing your health and seven key metrics that I talk about there with uh, a lot of different ways to approach that, all personalized to you based on your Ayurvedic dosha. So if you're interested in that, quietmind.yoga is where you can check that out just this week. And thank you for listening. Hope you have a great week and look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.